You're listening to the Cross-Border Interviews with Chris Brown. Welcome back to Municipal Month on the Cross-Border Interviews with Chris Brown. I am pleased and honored to have our guest on to the show today. He is the current mayor for Coldale, Alberta, Mayor Jack Van Ryan. Uh, mayor Van Ryan, thank you so much for doing this. It's an honor and pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So before we get into your community, I want to learn a little bit more about you and who you are, your worship. And I want to start with this question. Where did your sense of duty to serve come from, Mayor? I've lived in, in Coldale pretty well my entire life. We moved in, in 1966 uh, when I was nine years old. Been here ever since, um, being a, uh, a big uh, advocate for Coldale. Uh, did lots of volunteering. I uh, joined the... Um, fire department. I was there for 33 years. Uh, as, uh, at the end of my career, I was a deputy fire chief, and I also spent uh, 27 years working uh, the ambulance. I also started an electrical contracting business with my brother in 1986, and uh, I retired from that in 2020, and very, very heavily involved in the community. I did one prior term on council from 2013 to 2017. And then uh, I ran for mayor in 2021 in the last election and was elected. I wanna start with that first election that you ran in in 2013. Um, what was the decision behind that? What was the reason for getting involved municipally? Because you, you, you talked about your career being on the fire department, being an electrician, but you decided in 2013, you'd put your name for it. Was there an issue that was on the top of your mind that you believed was best uh, addressed by you if elected? Well, I have lots of uh, uh, friends, business acquaintances in the town of Coldell. I was also the president of the Chamber of Commerce, currently the vice president of the Chamber. And I had many people ask uh, that I run. Uh, they actually wanted me to run for mayor. And uh, just with like being an electrician, before you can be a journeyman electrician, you have to apprentice. So I, I decided I wanted to apprentice for four years, which I did. And uh, then I ran for mayor in the following election, and I just missed out by 59 votes. And then uh, I took uh, the four years off, and uh, I still went to all the council meetings, even though I wasn't uh, elected to council. I went to every one of them, sat in the gallery, took notes, um, heavily involved uh, with what was going on. And uh, unfortunately, when you're not a member of council, when they go into closed session, uh, they politely ask you to leave, which I have to do, but uh, I still uh, kept up with everything. And then COVID came along and then they changed everything to live stream. And uh, I still watched all those as well. I, I want to talk about your service as counselor for that first term before we get into your community here. And I want to know, because I've talked to many municipal councillors across this province and across this country, and they give me a unique perspective on what the mindset of a councillor slash mayor has to be, because you are dictating how tax dollars are being spent, and you are dictating at a local level how they are spent. 
how was that for you to change your attitude from being an outside candidate to being the mayor or a counselor? Because the decisions you make are going to affect your neighbors, your your employees, your business, your community members. For you, how much of a responsibility was that put on your shoulders when you first were elected as a counselor and in 2021 as mayor? Well, before I go into that, I just wanted to make a comment that when you um, you, you use the term dictate, like uh, we myself dictate, uh, that's a strong word for me. I, I don't uh, normally use that word. So being uh, elected... What words would you use? Um, I'm a team player. Okay. And we have seven members of council uh, currently like, uh, uh, with me being mayor, I have six uh, members uh, on council with me and we work as a team. So even from 2013 to 2017, when I was on council for the first time, it was, it was a huge learning curve. Um, anybody that wants to run for municipal politics, they have to make sure they do their homework and they just can't jump into it and, and uh, hit the ground running. It, 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 it takes some uh, education. And we are very fortunate uh, with our with our administration team that all the new members of council were able to take training uh, that was put on by various uh, provincial organizations. So once once we kind of got our feet wet, then we went through um, like the election was in October. Right away, we jump into budget discussions, and uh, even in uh, 2021, uh, we had uh, new members first time. Uh, uh, people on council. When when we have all the departments come and present to uh, council and, and with their wish list, this is what this is what we have to have. This would be really nice if we could have it. And please, can we have this? And once we go through all those items from every department, then we have to sharpen our pencils. And and you know, even though they have wonderful asks that that need to be made. They all have a price tag attached to them, so it's it's hard at times uh, uh, when we see the things that that are required. But even though we would like to do it, we just can't afford it. And uh, for the town of Coldell, one big thing for myself and other members of council when we were campaigning is uh, something as simple as our roads and our sidewalks. You know, like we have, uh, uh, we're a hundred and. Uh, two or 103 years old now, town of Coldell. And, and I have residents that stop me on a regular basis that they feel some of those roads are 100 plus years old and they need to be addressed. And, and in this day and age, everything is so expensive. So we, we have to be careful so that we can keep uh, taxes to a minimum. Uh, we've been quite fortunate that we, we were able to do that. And uh, yeah, so. So how do you we, balance we do. that? I apologize to interrupt, but you, you just mentioned something that I was going to bring up later on, but I want to bring it up now. Every resident of your community believes their issue is the most important issue. As mayor, as council, you have to digest what people are telling you and try to figure out the best path for it for the community, not just for your neighbor, not just for John down the street on Fifth Avenue, but you need to look at the bigger picture. So when you go to the grocery store and everyone talks to you about what the, their issue is or their concern is or their, if their infrastructure need is, how do you balance that when you go into a budget session like you are now where 
let's be honest, municipalities are suffering because of the last few years of COVID-19. And you now have to look at, okay, how do we move the city forward, the town forward as one and not for individual people? Good question. Like, it's all about priorities. And uh, like you mentioned, grocery stores, uh, I get uh, stopped a lot on the street, and which I encourage, like, uh, for myself, after every council meeting, I do a video recap uh, of, uh, and I just did one this morning for our la meeting last night. And I encourage people not only to stop me on the street, but every member of council is available. I have my phone number, I have my email address, I'm always uh, able to get on, uh, they can track me down is what I'm trying to say. So when I have those discussions, and like you mentioned too, they, they complain about the sidewalk in front of their house. So like every time we get a, any kind of rainfall, unfortunately we have low spots in Coldwell where, where, where puddles, and of course it puddles right in front of somebody's house where they need to get out of their car and they got to step in the water. And I sympathize with them, but to fix something like that is expensive. So we have to, again, uh, come up with a uh, priority list to, to get these repairs done. So I, I do my best to explain to the residents, like this, this is the reality. I, I, I listen to them first. It's very important to listen. I wanna hear what their comments are. I wanna hear what their concerns are, their complaints. And then I have to, I'm a realist. I, I just tell people the way it is. I, I don't sugarcoat anything and, and they appreciate that as well. And um, so as far as those discussions around the budget table, then we have X number of dollars that we're able to uh, work with based on, our, on our, uh, our residential and commercial tax base. And, and we move forward from there. How, how much is it, it, has it become easier for you to say no to people? Because at, as the job as a counselor, everyone has their issues that they come forward with, but you will have to say no, not today. Maybe next year we'll try to get to it. Just with the funding that we have right now, we don't have enough money to do every project that we want to. Has it, is it easy to say no to people in your position? It's never easy to say no. Um, I listen. I listen wholeheartedly to the discussion. And then I explain to them the reality. And, you know, if, it, if it's a sidewalk that's got cracks and if there's weeds growing through it, you know, they have to understand that there's bigger fish to fry. I, I totally, totally get it that it, it might, might not look nice in front of their house. And we will, we will try and get to those uh, uh, areas of concern, not only the sidewalks, but the streets. But once I explain to them and I have a conversation, it settles them down and, and they're okay with it. How much is communication the key priority for you? Is communications big in the town of Coldale for yourself and council? It's huge. Uh, all, all the uh, members that uh, were elected during the course of their campaigning, that was one of the pillars was communication. And uh, the previous council, uh, I have no, no complaints uh, about previous council, but that was one thing that was lacking. And it was around big projects. So uh, the residents found out about certain projects, multi-million dollar projects uh, after the fact, uh, after the decision was made and, and money has been spent. And we promised uh, our current council, and we do that 
on a weekly basis, it's important that we get the information out to our residents before we spend any money, before I sign a check, everybody knows about it. But I think you will agree with this because I, I come from municipal background. I come from the communications field. You can communicate until you're blue in the face, but there's going to be that one resident who always says, well, I didn't know. I didn't hear about this. How do you communicate in town of Coaldale? Because I can imagine you're not going to every single doorstep every single time there's a big decision that's being made to go track down everyone to make sure they're aware. Is it a blanket or do you try to do as much and just hope that residents do find out the information. So to get the information out is extremely important to myself and council. So the changes that we've made, uh, social media is a big one. Uh, I do a lot. If you look me up on Facebook, I do. He does. Posts. He does. <laughs> I do posts every day. And uh, we have a, um, a, a, uh, a member of uh, our administration team, uh, Jonathan, he's our uh, uh, in charge of uh, our communications through the town of Coldell on social media platforms, uh, also on press releases. We have a uh, monthly Coldell connection, it's called. It's a two page uh, newsletter that goes out in the water bills and also gets emailed out to any resident that's set up to receive emails from the town of Coldell. And one thing that this current council did to make sure that we get the information out there because we still have a lot of people in Coldell and not just our municipality, but like others where they are not on the internet. They have no connection for that. So they uh, even if they, I know people that are on the internet and they still get the newspaper, they rather hold something in their hand because then they can read it at their leisure. So one, one thing that we just, uh, did as a pilot project is that our local newspaper called the Sunny South News, we do a blanket coverage now. So anybody with an address in Coldell gets the paper for free. And that way, if they say they don't know or didn't hear, all those different platforms I just mentioned, then, well, I'm sorry, it sucks to be you because we put it out there and, and you have to take some responsibility to look for information if you're looking for it. Well, hello. This is your friendly host of the Cross-Border Interviews with Chris Brown. I have some big news for you. I am pleased to announce that our show has partnered with Strategic Steps Incorporated to launch a brand new show on October 19th. The Political Trenches, Local Government at Work is a new show with a focus on local governments. Each episode, we will discuss the biggest stories from local governments and we will have a roundtable discussion on issues facing local governments today. Follow the news show by searching The Political Trenches on all social media platforms. We are looking forward to discussing local governments and heading into The Political Trenches. I appreciate that because I think communication is one of these key priorities for a lot of a lot of municipalities right now. And I, I love your answer there. But I want to turn to our next segment. And the next segment is the big segment. It's about Coldale. And I want to ask the first question right off the bat. And I 
want to preface this question by saying this. This is a conversation between the mayor and myself. This is not a uh, decision made at council. This is not a motion at council. This is just a conversation between the mayor and myself. And it's his opinion. We've had a few people already email us saying, why is this person talking about a decision that's not being addressed at council? It's not. It's an opinion. And I want to ask the question that uh, is I've asked every single municipal leader on the show. In your opinion, Mayor, what is the biggest issue that is facing the town of Coldale today? Actually, we have a couple of them. So the first one that's big for me with my uh, background in uh, working in the fire service and now in the Indianapolis field. Right now, the town of Coldale, we're just under 9,000 people. We, uh, our ambulance service is provided by Alberta Health Services. And that's the vast majority of the communities in Alberta that have their ambulance service through Alberta Health Services. There are a few of them back in 2010 when uh, the province decided to take over uh, ambulance services that uh, said, no, we're going to keep them. And just in our area, we have the city of Lethbridge, we have uh, the town of Pitcher Butte, the town of Pincher Creek, and um, there's some of the other larger centers. So back when I worked ambulance, we could have a shoot time of approximately three to six minutes. So we get a call for a cardiac arrest, we could be out the door in three minutes. Right now, our response time is the worst in the entire south zone. So if we call for a cardiac arrest now, we've had some where it's up to 13 minutes to get an ambulance to the person. And the rule of thumb is that for every one minute that that person's laying on the ground from a cardiac event, that the chances of their survival drops by 10%. So when you start talking 13 minutes, do the math. That, that's not a good outcome. So we've been dealing with that. We've been dealing with what we call code reds. So that's when our that same cardiac event, we call for an ambulance. There's none available in a town of Coldwell. So then they have to call from another uh, municipality. Uh, normally it comes from Lethbridge, but when Lethbridge is in a uh, in a a situation where the, all their units are busy. We've had them dispatched from upwards of an hour and a half away driving time. That, that doesn't work. So another item that we have trouble with, it's called uh, the schedules for the ambulance crews. It's called CoreFlex. So CoreFlex is where a crew works 86 hours straight and they have to be at the uh, in uniform with their ambulance for the first four hours of the day and then they're allowed to go uh, and, and leave. They can get out of uniform, they can go do groceries, they can do whatever, but when the ambulance is needed, then they have to get dressed, respond to the ambulance and, and respond to the call. So the core flex model is not working. The code reds aren't working. So right now we have uh, taken on Alberta Health Services in the sense that we want to take back our ambulance service so we've been working with, uh, with AHS and along with our local MLA Grant Hunter, who's been a big help uh, to this whole process. And just recently, AHS has announced now that they are going to change our two ambulances in Coldwell from the CoreFlex model that I was describing 
to uh, working uh, straight 12 hour shifts. And then the other ask that we had was that they move their ambulances to our fire hall. So we have sleeping quarters, we have a, a bay that holds up to three ambulances. And now they're working towards doing that uh, as well. We have a meeting with uh, the Minister of Health, uh, Jason Copping, next week in Calgary. And uh, we also spoke with uh, Danielle Smith, our new uh, Premier. And I asked her point blank uh, two weeks ago when she was in Coaldale, if you are elected, will you allow not only the town of Coldell, but any other municipality in the province, if they want to take back the ambulance service, where they'd be able to do that? And to which she answered yes. And in speaking with uh, the chief paramedic for the province, uh, Darren Sandbeck, he told us at a meeting at Coldell that if we can get the Minister of Health to agree that Coldell can take over their ambulance service, they would start uh, the process with us. So now uh, with this meeting we're having with him, uh, with the minister next week, uh, we're, we're hoping to get his blessing and then we can start that process. So that's the big one for us right now because we want our residents in Coldale to get the care that they deserve. Along with that, we're also working with our, uh, our downgraded hospital. We used to have a full-blown hospital with an emergency department that has slowly, slowly went away to the point where we had nothing. It's basically long-term care now, the Coldell Care Center. And we just recently had the ambulatory care uh, reopened. And again, working with uh, AHS to try and get to what we call uh, urgent care. So that's the next level. So that's a never ending struggle that this council is working on right now that we're making baby steps and, and, and moving in the right direction. Sorry, that was a long answer. No, but I appreciate that answer because you're not the first mayor or councillor to talk about health care and it being a priority. You, you, you mentioned it briefly there for a second. It is a provincial issue. Healthcare is a provincial issue. How much of your time and your council's time is dedicated to trying to fix this issue because it is not an issue that you're going to be able to fix over tonight. And you talked about in-camera meetings. Those meetings count, residents don't typically know about. They are things that happen on the agenda, but they're in-camera. What is discussed in there is discussed in there. Your meetings with the minister, the residents of Coldale will not care about that. They want better access to ambulance. They want better health care in their community. And as you, their elected official, as their mayor, they're looking to you to fix it. How much of a, how much of pressure is it on you and your council to help address these issues at a municipal level, but also realizing that you can't fix it without the provincial government being able to come to the table with you? We deal with it for myself. If I don't deal with it every day, every second day, uh, I uh, responding to emails, sending emails, having committee meetings. What we've done uh, with our council is that instead of having seven members of council attend all these meetings, we have uh, our deputy mayor, and then we have uh, another councillor, uh, councillor Jason Avery. He's been, uh, in the fire services uh, industry for going on, I think 38 years. So he's on the committee as well. We have our fire chief, uh, Kevin McEwen, and uh, we have um, 
our CAO, Kaylin Hastings. And then we have our Director of Government Relations, uh, Jonathan Verstein. Uh, and the group of us, we're the ones that are dealing with all this. And again, if you go to my, my Facebook page, every time we have a meeting, I post information. Like It's so important to keep the residents uh, up to date with what's going on uh, with not only our ambulance service, as well as our healthcare center and the improvements that we're trying to make. So uh, we spent a fair bit of time, uh, but for me, I'm very passionate about our residents and doing what we can to give them the best level of care that we can. You talked about how Coldale is 102 years old. It's aging as we continuously talk. Don't um, quote me on that though. Okay, but you were, but this, the town is growing. And I, I say that infrastructure-wise, project-wise, uh, and how have you been able to keep up with the growth of your community? Because uh, while you, as council, council and councillors, try to be very proactive in thinking about the future and what the community will need five years, ten years down the line, you also have to be reactive. So for you, what are you putting in place in your next year? Because we're coming up to one year since the last election, since your first term started as mayor. What are you putting in place and what are you looking for towards that growth of the town of Coldale? We, as a new council, are still working with projects that uh, our former council uh, um, started and we have a couple of big ones. Like right now, we're working on a $60 million project. We're in a partnership with uh, Palliser School Division. So they're, they're building a uh, $42 million high school that's going to hold uh, up to 855 students. And it's a, a grade 7 to 12. And then attached to that high school, the town is putting up a $19 million recreation center. And so it's a very unique partnership, uh, uh, one of the first ones in the province, and that's on the north side of Coldale. And that's going to be ready in the spring of 2024. And then in that same area, the town owns close to 70 acres of uh, raw land that's going to be developed into residential. So that's a huge project that uh, current council inherited. And... Uh, uh, so we're moving forward with that. It's going very well. Uh, the uh, residents are looking forward to that. We also are working on a, um, a large project on our main street called the Civic Square. So it, again, it's a joint partnership with a private developer. And they built a two-story uh, building. And the first floor is going to be, uh, part of it is going to be uh, four retail units. So uh, we have an insurance company going in, we have a restaurant going in, and then uh, there's two other bays available. And then we have what's called the atrium. It uh, holds approximately 260 people for uh, conventions, uh, weddings, what have you. And then the entire second floor will be our new municipal uh, town office. So uh, wow. we'll be moving to this new uh, facility. And it's... Like when you drive down Main Street, it gives you a wow factor because the town, uh, two years ago, they redid the entire Main Street. Um, they redid all the deep services. When they um, uh, put everything back together, they 
incorporated what we refer to as traffic calming. So um, the, the sidewalks are wider uh, for more pedestrian traffic. We have what they call ball boats at the intersections to uh, slow uh, people down and keep the large vehicles like the big uh, semis and such off the main street. Outdoor patios like uh, uh, where we have uh, one restaurant doing that now and we hope to have more uh, next year. So those projects we got on the go, we, we have some big projects that we're going to talk about uh, coming up uh, in November as part of our budget cycle. Town of Coldale, uh, one of the commodities that is so important that people don't realize yet is water. And we have to make sure that we can secure water for our growth for our, like for the next 10 or 15 years and even farther into the future. We got to make sure we have water available. So we're, we're looking into allocating uh, uh, more water uh, rights. Uh, we have to get that from Alberta environment. We have the Old Man River that runs uh, about 18 kilometers west of us that we currently get our water from now through the city of Lethbridge. So that's something that we need to do. Uh, something that the residents don't even know uh, about that I can talk about briefly here is that one thing that's coming up during this current budget cycle is that we need to put in a large underground water reservoir and the price tag on that one the initial estimates come back at around nine million dollars to do that and basically that's a concrete bunker underground where we can hold water and the reason we need to do that is that at the end of the day, when people turn on their tap, they're expecting water to come out. But also for the big ticket item is that for fire response. So if we have a large uh, fire, we have to make sure that we have enough water in reserve to look after that. And uh, so that's one uh, one of the big ticket items that we're going to be talking about uh, as far as our budget cycle coming up. I, I want to, this is going to be a joint question and I do apologize for it because you mentioned the school and the rec center. You mentioned the new town center with the uh, the atrium. And you mentioned those projects and you mentioned the partnerships that you're doing it with. In this budget cycle, where inflation is a key concern for a lot of people right now, are you looking at different methods of projects and how to fund these projects moving forward say that underground reservoir that nine million dollars may not seem like a large chunk of money in the grand scheme of a budget that could mean two three four percent increase on property taxes so when you're on budget this time are you looking at different ways that you can fund these projects but also in the back of your head, realizing that we have to try and keep this, if we have an increase, as minimal as possible? Excellent question. And for to talk about that water reservoir and other large projects like that, we just, we just, uh, we have a ribbon cutting actually tomorrow for a new almost $13 million uh, uh, sewage treatment plant. And we could never do that project or this water reservoir if it wasn't for our uh, provincial government so it's all based on grants and for the grant dollars like obviously they're not going to give us 100 percent coverage but you know if they if they can do two-thirds and, and some of them we've been successful in doing that then uh, we can uh, 
come up with funds to uh, pay the, uh, the balance for the difference and with minimal uh, uh, tax implications. So again, when we're doing the budgets and, and we're talking about these larger uh, items, uh, price tag items, we're, we're very conscious about what that's going to do to uh, our residents when they open up the residential tax bill. Now uh, we make sure that that impact is not uh, is something that people will understand and that more so that people can afford. I want to turn to our last segment because I'm just cautious of time here and we're at the 30 minute mark and I said 40 minutes if possible and I, I want to turn to a fun segment the fun segment that I enjoy because I like to learn a little bit more about your community from you. With listeners from across the world, particularly in central Canada, but in Europe, in Germany, in uh, Britain and Ireland, if I was a tourist coming to your community tomorrow, if I was coming to the town of Coldale tomorrow, what are some of the unique gems as a tourist I should stop and check out? Well, the, the town of Coldale, uh, one of their taglines is the gem of the West. And it's a uh, historical community and there's lots of things to look at it. Um, it uh, started out uh, with a huge Mennonite population and we have an awesome uh, museum that was uh, put together uh, more so by the Mennonite community. But as, so as soon as you start talking about the fun things in Coldell, even before uh, I had a chance to talk, I already had it in my, in my mind, is that we're well known for what we refer to as the Birds of Prey uh, Center in Coldell. So that is a, um, a facility where they re rehabilitate uh, injured uh, raptor birds, so eagles, hawks, yeah. I did not know this existed in Alberta. Seriously? Like it's, you have to, you have to check it out on, on their website. So it's the Birds of Prey Foundation and they, they have a large, large center that sits on approximately 12 to 13 acres and any uh, birds that come in, they'll uh, uh, rehabilitate them and then they'll release them back to the wild and some that aren't able to be released. Uh, like they had one, one uh, bald eagle, beautiful bird. Uh, somebody uh, shot at it with a shotgun and, and the BB went through uh, its eyes. So then of course they couldn't release it, but it was, it was a crowd favorite uh, at the Birds of Prey where, where they would, uh, people could go up to it and, and the uh, manager, Colin Weir, would let people take photos uh, as he held it. But they have uh, a flight demonstration. So if you go there with your family, uh, if you phone ahead, they'll tell you what time to do flight demonstration. So they have uh, a bald eagles, hawks do that. And they have two uh, landing uh, pillars or posts that uh, they have a handler at each end. And then uh, they have uh, food that they uh, tease the bird with, that the uh, bird comes and flies from one end to the other. And it's very cool. And, and Colin, if there's a large crowd, uh, he'll go stand behind uh, the people so that the bird, even with my, my grandson one time, uh, the wing actually plucked his, uh, my grandson's hair as it went over him and, and landed on Colin's arm. But it, that's, a, that's it's a beautiful facility. I encourage anybody that's uh, traveling in Southern Alberta, make sure you stop by there. And uh, 
any kind of uh, raptor bird you can think of, they have there. It's, it's a very cool. They even got a um, a vulture, like uh, that's a wow resident to Alberta. See, actually being in a couple of movies that vulture as well. But but anyways, that's one of the one of the fun one of the fun uh, uh, tourist destinations in cold up. But for you. After a long day at council meetings, after a stressful day of just life in general, where in Coldale can you go to to decompress? Is there a bar? Is there a restaurant that you usually established? Is there a park that you go? Is there a walking trail? What do you do to decompress in the city of Cold or the town of Coldale? Well, there's lots of uh, amenities that a person can go and visit. Like you mentioned, there's uh, restaurants, taverns. We are well known for our walking trails. In fact, uh, we're part of a project uh, where they're going to put a uh, bike walking trail in between Coldale and Lethbridge. And it oh, wow. follows a, um, uh, a canal uh, that's owned by St. Mary's River Irrigation District. So they're going to have the pathway that runs along the side of that so people can bike or walk. So. Um, I enjoy going for walks, so that's that's one opportunity. Uh, one thing that I do for myself every uh, Friday, uh, it's called Grandpa Day. So I, I take uh, my grandkids, and, and they love chasing trains. So we go find a train, and we chase that thing all day. It's, it's you know I can every Friday when I ask them, what do you want to do today? Like I, I could say you want to go to Disneyland, or you want to go to Calgary, or or you want to chase trains and they always want to chase trains. So I, I enjoy doing that as well. Well, I, I want to see that. I'm going to come down to town of Coldale just to take a photo of the mayor chasing a train just for the heck of it, because I can imagine that would be a great front page photo on any newspaper. Um, I want to leave on this question though, because I'm cautious of time and I just want to make sure we get this question in because this is the most important question. Mayor Van Ryan. What makes the town of Coldale such a unique place to live, to work, and to raise a family? Well, it's a community of just under 9,000 people. We're approximately uh, 14, 16 kilometers away from Lethbridge. We have uh, all the amenities that anyone would be looking for to move into a, a small community with a, a home small town feeling. Our average age in the town of Coldale is actually 34 years old. So we have quite a young uh, demographics here. And uh, yes, we're, I don't like the term, but we are referred to as a bedroom community at times because we're so close to Lethbridge, but our industrial uh, sector is growing. Like um, our industrial park currently uh, is completely full. And then we have uh, private developers doing an, another industrial park. And we're very attractive to uh, or companies that are looking for a place to set up shop because compared to our neighbors, we're over 50% uh, cheaper on taxes, on commercial tax rates. So that makes Coldwell quite attractive uh, for, for commercial enterprises. So uh, that's one thing that, uh, that is a very good thing for Coldell, and it's just the hometown feel. Like people always say, it's a great town to live in, work, and play. I want to follow up on a statement that you just said there, and I know that I said that was going to be the last question, but I want to, I want to, I want to follow up just in case I incorrectly uh, assume something. You said Coldale is perceived as the bedroom community. Um, 
how do you change that perception? How do you change, how does the mayor and council change that perception of a bedroom community? Because like you said, and in our 40 minutes of conversation so far, Coldale's growing. Coldale is, a lot of things are happening in Coldale and it doesn't seem like a bedroom community to me from our brief conversation. I've visited the community and I know the community not quite well, but I've been there a few times and I know that, uh, things are happening in Coldale. So how do you change that perception that people may have of the bedroom community, as you said? People have a bad habit when they want to go shopping. Right away, they think they want to go to the larger center, so Lethbridge. And what we're doing uh, as part of that Civic Square project, I mentioned that new building. In behind that, we're doing an outdoor uh, Civic uh, uh, patio or Civic Square. We're actually putting in a outdoor skating rink that's 70% uh, the size of a full regulation size one. So, but so downtown Coldale, we're going to have a large square where people can go and they can take their family skating. Uh, in summertime, that pad will be, it's going to be refrigerated too. So even in our Chinooky weather, we'll have uh, ice skating uh, all winter. Uh, and then also during the summer, we're going to have outdoor uh, events there. So that big concrete pad will be used for, for uh, like Friday night bands. Uh, we're going to have uh, kids activities. We have we hosted what's called Summerfest this past August. That's uh, we rebranded uh, our, our other event that we used to have, and now it's very large, and it's all going to be held downtown with the beautification of Main Street. It's it's very attractive now to come down there. And myself and, and a couple of members of council and some administration team uh, went on a course. And uh, they, they, uh, part of this course, as crazy as it sounds, it said, if you can keep uh, the, your, your downtown core busy 252 days of the year, so every weekend uh, and uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, have events at that square, then all the little mom and pop shops will start popping up and cold out. And people say, hey, that, that's a happening place. So we're trying to make our downtown, downtown core very attractive for people to come. Again, uh, our parks, our pathways, the Birds of Prey Center, it's a very attractive community to come and check out and make sure you move here. Well, Mayor Van Ryan, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me for the last, uh, for this interview, because I have... I was not expecting this uh, to go one way and I am so excited for the growth and the, uh, the, the, the changes that Coaldale is going to see with this new uh, downtown and with the revitalization of the downtown, but also the new uh, town hall. I'm so looking forward to coming back to your community and visiting once again to see all the changes that this council and previous councils have put forward. So thank you so much for this interview. You're most welcome. And next time you plan on coming, get a hold of me and I'll give you a, a dying tour and then we'll go for a beer afterward. It is a date. So with that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in for another great episode of the Cross Border Interviews with Chris Brown. I want to remind everyone, put down Twitter, put down Facebook, put down Instagram for at least five minutes a day and go have a conversation with somebody. It helps our democracy, it helps our society, and it helps us be a better people when we're not yelling into the void of social media. So with that, have yourself an excellent day. And remember, everyone, keep talking.
Cross-Border Interviews with Chris Brown was produced and edited by Miranda Brown Associates Incorporated. To learn more about us, visit crossborderinterviews.ca.